Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, beast slayers. Welcome again to the Migraine Miracle Moment. In today's episode, I'm going to be answering three questions from a recent clinic chat live discussion. Those questions all center around the ketogenic diet and its use for migraines. First question is, what are some keto plans to be avoided? Great question. Uh, Second is about MCT oil. So what kind to buy and how to use it? Uh, another good question because we see there are some mistakes that people can make in, in um, using this, particularly those with migraines. And the third is how to get into keto without provoking the beast with excess energy. And you'll learn more about what that actually means uh, when I answer that question. Again, these are uh, excerpts from a recent clinic chat live session uh, that we had with our Migraine Neverland members uh, that we do live over Zoom. And if you're interested in taking part in these live sessions, as well as being able to submit questions, then you can learn more about becoming a member at MyMigraineMiracle.com, along with being able to attend all of the clinic chat live sessions and uh, watch all of the replay videos of them. There's a whole host of other resources there for helping you put the Migraine Miracle program into action to slay the beast once and for all. Also, you will hear mention of a few things in this episode, uh, and we'll put links to those in the show notes. One of those is the book, Keto for Migraine. Um, Another is our Keto Blast Challenge. We run these uh, a couple of times per year. They are a 30-day challenge designed to get you up and running using the ketogenic diet specifically tailored for those with migraines. Also, you can find out what our latest uh, Migraine Everland promotion is for just for our podcast listeners by going to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment. And again, you'll find a link in the show description. And speaking of the podcast, uh, first, let me just say thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. And uh, thanks especially to those who have left reviews. To show our appreciation for you, we are going to read uh, new reviews on the podcast so the, the latest one comes from Echo Kiefer, who wrote, It really works. I've been listening to Dr. T for a few years now. Each life-slash-routine change has taken me months to implement. In parentheses, habits are hard to break. But with each successful change, I have noticed improvement. The biggest shift came recently when I detoxed off sumatriptan. Three days of hell getting off those things, but I am now experiencing 10-plus days in a row free of migraine. Prior to this, I was getting them at least five times a week. As he will tell you, this is not a one-pill solution. You have to be willing to work hard and change habits. I can't thank Dr. T enough for all that he does to spread the word about his discoveries, the majority of which is free. He is amazing and a true miracle worker. Well, thank you so much, Echo Kiefer, for that uh, awesome review. I really appreciate it. Um, Again, I just put the information out there. Uh, You guys do the hard work, and trust me, I know how hard that work is. As many of you know, the Migraine Miracle Program is really about continually adding new habits and behaviors that we know continue to uh, increase our protection against the beast and improve health in so many other ways. 
And the impact of that really comes from the combined effect of all of it, not any one thing. And uh, I love that that's reflected in the comments there. And lastly, I want to share a success story from Migrant Neverland member Sharon, who says, My life is totally transformed, and I'm totally grateful for everything that you've done. I would not be where I am today without your help. I'm finding that because I'm feeling better, I'm running a new business that I wanted to do for 20 years, and I couldn't because of the migraines. And that really says it all, doesn't it? Um, We've seen that many times now over the years, uh, and I'm sure some of you out there can relate to having big goals or dreams and ambitions that you have to put on hold, um, sometimes seemingly indefinitely, because the beast keeps getting in the way. And it's been so great to see so many people like Sharon, who've been able to once again pursue those goals and dreams because of the success they've had on the program. All right. Well, thanks again, Sharon, for sharing your success story with us. And now, without further delay, here is the excerpt from our recent clinic chat. When you refer to some ketogenic diets being more problematic than helpful, is this due to fat bombs, carb replacement foods, keto bread, etc., processed foods, and nut milks? I see these in keto recipe books and shops, but not in the Migraine Miracle Plan. Have I learned correctly the wrong keto foods to avoid? And uh, so I think... Uh, for the most part, yes, uh, she hit the nail on the head in terms of the specifics of the the sorts of things that um, the sorts of foods that are you might see commonly advertised uh, or promoted uh, with you know popular keto plans, but ones that we would not uh, advocate for. And I think the biggest difference between the the pop keto, the keto version that kind of gets, it's become heavily commercialized and uh, keto for migraine is that the popular keto kind of is, is get to ketosis by any means necessary. And where all that really matters is, is, you know, getting the uh, ketones to read out and, you know, how you get there is not really relevant. So there's really very little to no concern about diet quality, which is not just an issue for, you know, someone who's using it for migraines, but really for anyone, you know, is using it for health in general. Um, but unfortunately it's become, you know, keto, ketones by, by any means. And, and with, um, keto for migraine, how, how we get there is very important. Um, because context is, is everything. So it's not just about the ketones. Um, and I talk about this a good bit in the book, how, when we are getting into ketosis, you know, so many things are changing. Um, partly, you know, how much uh, is part of function of what kind of dietary pattern we're coming from. But certainly lots of things are going to be changing and we want to make sure that we're steering all those changes in the right direction. So you could, you know, you could conceivably do nothing but fast and chug MCT oil and get yourself into deep ketosis, um, but you'd end up horribly malnourished and probably with a raging migraine. So, um, you know, it's uh, it, how you get there is, is crucially important. And it's likely that many of the benefits of a ketogenic diet for migraine are coming from things besides just the ketones. Um, and it's, it's, it's 
likely that the ketones are part of the story. Um, there's some evidence for that, but we still don't know, even know that for certain. We just know that this whole pattern um, looks to be helpful. Um, so in terms of the how you get there, uh, which is alluded to in the question, the most important thing is to do so by eating real whole foods and and by doing so consuming nutrients in the forms and the ratios that are found in nature. Um, and it seems to be that whenever we deviate from that, we get sick and that makes sense because that's what all of these mechanisms in our body were optimized for. Um, so whether that's taking things in isolated forms and supplements or from Franken foods or added sugars or added fats, um, you know, anything that kind of deviates from the, the ratios and the, the way things are found in nature seems to be problematic. Um, and we're still figuring out, you know, the mechanisms behind all that, but that general principle, uh, is a pretty solid one to, um, adhere to. Um, so really the, you know, the staples should be whole foods. And in my view, you know, if you can, if you can get into ketosis using whole foods, you know, using real foods, that's the goal. And if you can't, then that's okay. Um, and it's not something that, you know, if, if getting into ketosis would mean having to, uh, you know, eat a bunch of isolated purified fats or something like that, probably not going to be worth it. Um, and it's important to remember that, you know, the longer you do the migraine miracle plan, the more changes that are happening that are making you more likely to get into ketosis with the same set of foods. So it's very well possible that the exact same diet now uh, that wouldn't get you into ketosis six months later uh, will. Um, so, um, you know, there's always that possibility as well. Um, but this is also why I try to discourage people from focusing too much on you know, the ketones and whether they're in ketosis or not, since that's only a small slice of what's important. And, um, why I also talk about trying to get away from silver bullet thinking, um, where, you know, it's not about any one single thing, including ketones, but rather, you know, about the entire and understanding the effect, impact of the entire system, uh, which may include the ketones, but also the others, all the other stuff, um, that we're doing. So the things that she mentioned there, you know, fat bombs, carb replacement foods, keto breads, all that stuff, nut milk, you know, most of these things are um, not, wouldn't, wouldn't fall under the umbrella of real whole foods with, with ratios of nutrients that are found in nature. Um, and we know that it's possible um, to get into ketosis uh, with, by just doing that. I was about to uh, buy MCT oil. I noticed some websites said full C8 oil is even better for ketosis. Um, it is a little bit more expensive than MCT. Um, so this is a uh, this is one of those things that has evolved um, with the explosion in in ketogenic diet and its popularity. Um, lots of lots of uh, marketing dollars going into uh, selling all these things now. Um, so first, just to, as to why we would use the MCT oils to begin with. Um, so the, uh, the MCTs so stand for medium chain triglycerides. These are fats that, um, kind of have special properties where if we ingest them, they, the liver 
converts them directly into ketones. So without, so you get a way of getting ketosis without, at least temporarily, without carbohydrate restriction. Now the main situation where we would use them or have talked about them is when you are moving from typically moving from a standard Western diet um, to a ketogenic diet or just going to keto keto, uh, to begin with. Um, So during that transition, body hasn't adapted yet to mobilizing fat stores um, as easily. Uh, that can lead to, you know, a sense uh, the brain senses there's not energy around. You get fatigued and hungry, and that's part of the symptoms that have been described as the keto flu. And so, one way you can uh, mitigate that during that period of time where that's happening is to take an MCT oil. You get keto, you get ketones produced by the liver, and uh, you then that is used as a source of energy for the uh, brain and uh, typically helps with the fatigue and hunger. Um, so the, it has been shown that the, um, so the different ways of getting those oils are coconut oil, which can, contains a mix of those medium chain triglycerides. Uh, there's MCT oil, which is synthesized and usually either contains uh, C8 and C10 or just C8 nowadays. And those are just types of, of these triglycerides. The C stands for carbon, the number stands for how many chains, I mean, how many numbers there are. So it's just bio, biochemistry, but it does look like that the pure, the C8 um, fatty acids are the most efficiently converted to ketones in the body. So that means that ounce for ounce, the same amount of C8 that you ingest will lead to more ketones than the same amount of MCT oil that's not pure C8 or coconut oil. That being said, I don't know, I don't think uh, there's enough to say that from a practical perspective, it matters. Um, And right now, actually, our experience practically is is more with mct oil and coconut oil that's what we people have been using and it works just fine in terms of mitigating these symptoms so it's possible that we will find situations where you know having the more potent version clinically has some benefit um but at this point in time i would just go with you know what's the least cost um and uh and do it that way and then um you know use it primarily for those transitional periods. And then if you're not, you know, and then once you're not needing it anymore, um, then don't, uh, don't use it anymore. Um, that we, you know, some people have asked before about using it kind of like an abortive, um, you know, taking, taking a dose of the MCT oil, um, as a way of getting ketones in the body and then aborting a migraine. But I, at this point would not advocate doing that. Um, and so the main situation for, uh, for taking this would be during that transitional phase. This is a question from Corinna and it actually, uh, relates to the first one I answered. So in terms of being careful of not feeding the beast with excess energy, is there a way to balance this? I found to get into keto a few months ago, I had to eat more, more oils and dairy and even grease. When I stopped doing that the last month, I fell out of keto. I would like to get back into it, 
but not sure I can without uh, adding more of the heavier energy foods. So um, maybe after uh, the first question, you, you might know what I'm going to say here. Uh, so this would be a perfect scenario of, of why I try to get folks to think about the whole picture rather than just focusing on the ketones. So this is a scenario where someone would is, uh, is needing in order to get into ketosis, needing to add in purified fats, uh, or some, or something along those lines, um, in order to get the ketones to show. The first thing would be to, if, if, if you're not doing this already, uh, you still trying to do so with whole foods, but just adding fattier cuts of, of meat and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, that would be, that would be step one, but if you go to that step, and still aren't showing ketones at that, that would be at a point where I'd say, okay, you know, it, fine to just continue as you are, um, and give this time and not do things that would, you know, undermine the, the benefits, uh, uh that we're trying to get to begin with. Cause again, it's not just, not just about the ketones, it's about everything that we're, that we're doing. And like I said before, if you are, you know, if, if you were to continue you know, on the, on the program, eating low carb, whole foods, nutrient dense diet for an extended period of time, you're going to be stimulating metabolic changes that are going to make it increasingly likely that the same exact set of foods, uh, can promote, will promote ketosis in the future that aren't right now. Um, so again, just an important concept to remember that, that we're always changing. Um, and the longer you adhere to this kind of program of eating, uh, the, the more fat adapted you become, the less it takes for you to, for, to, uh, to generate, to generate ketosis. So where, whereas a whole foods diet may not do it initially, it can later on. Um, and that's, that's one of the big differences between the, this and the popular keto would be, you know, there it's try whatever, whatever it takes to get into ketosis. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Miracle Moment. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your podcast player of choice. And if you know any fellow migraine sufferers, please feel free to share it with them as well. And now it's time to go out and slay the beast. Mm-hmm.